Uh, the subject of this message today is she died trying. From the scripture you read earlier, she died trying. How many of you have ever tried anything before? Tried a lot of things. Let's get into definition. I'm going to like definitions. And I have some helpers quickly that's going to help me today. So I'm thankful for that. But the Greek word for try is pirazzo. Say pirazzo. That's the Greek translation for try. The definition of try is to make an attempt to do something. To make an attempt to do something. And when we were younger, we liked to try and stay on task to do things really quickly, right? And there wasn't that much responsibility. There wasn't children involved. There wasn't bills involved. So you worked even harder to try and stay on task with what it is that you're trying to do. And not only uh, were you able to do that, sometimes it came fast, right? So I'm going to make an attempt to show you what trying for you looks like at a young age. Uh-huh, Micron, I know you like that, don't you? Yeah. So, I'm going to ask for some help there, Bill. Can you help me? I need you to just stand right here for me. Okay? I'd like for you to hold this for me. And I'm just going to remove the top lid. There we are. And I'm going to have my helpers step forward just a little bit, really quickly before you head to Sunday school. I like racing. Let's see you stand here, right? And when I say go, I need you to hold it just a little lower. There you are. Just don't knock the pan out of his hand. I would like for you to try your hardest and not only run to the pan, but inside that pan are my favorite donuts. Yeah. Boston cream. Do you like Boston cream donuts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So when I say go, I want to see you try and see how fast or how long it takes for you to get to him. I'm going to count. Ready, go. One, two, three, four, four seconds. Can we give my helpers a hand? Four seconds. Thank you, helpers. Take your treat and head on to Sunday school. <laughs> Thank you. You can put the... No, actually, stay right there. Come here, Micron. Come here, Micron. Since you made a comment about the rope, I may as well use you as an example. You can come a little closer. Come on, sometime today. Right there, Bill. Come on over here. No, 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 you'll be all right, bro. Don't worry. You'll be okay. And we're getting to the word. I just want to show you that oftentimes when we get a little older, responsibility coming away, finances coming away, waration getting away, and the things that we were willing to try. Come on over here. Now, Micron, I don't want you to cheat. And also, the maintenance crew know how much you like treats. So I don't want to hear, I'm trying, I'm trying. I know that if you really wanted that donut, you'd break through this rope and you'd get your treat. Okay? So, this, is, this rope is uh, a sign of weight, a sign of fear. Uh, uh, a sign of stress, uh, a sign of uh, standing in the middle between one foot in of believing that God is able 
and one foot is, I know you're able, but what if? That's what this rope represents. Now, when I say go or when the church family says go, I want to see you run as fast as you can and get your treat. Are you ready? On the, I'm very serious. On the count of three, church family, say go. One, two, three. Come on, Mike, go get your treat, buddy. Come on. Come on, Mike, Come on. So sometimes it seems like we're getting close to the treat, and then sometimes our fear, it yokes us back. And then sometimes, no, go get your treat, man. Go give up. Things ready to quit already. That's what we do. And then he gets closer, and then that worrying starts to kick in. And we're saying, God is saying, man, come, 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 go. Mike, Mike, go get your do. And then we say, oh, no, I'm stressed out. Go get your dollar, man. Sometime today. I'm trying. <laughs> and that's what we tell the Lord. I, I'm trying. He's saying, well, trust me. And trust me. And then, but this is what, go ahead and get your treat, Mike Ron. Give him his treat. Can we get Mike Ron a hand, please? I don't want you falling, buddy. You're a helper. Go ahead and get your treat. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And see, when we're younger, we don't have many things to, to really stress us out or not really that much. Life doesn't get real until after high school, really. So the things that we would have done, it just seems easier when you're younger. Lefty, what are you talking about? You're young. Not as much. It's hard work holding Micron back. So again, the subject is she died trying. How many of you here today, by a show of hands, have something that you really, really believe in the Lord for? Show of hands. All right. How many of you, by a show of hands, this year was an expectation of something this year, 2014? Show of hands. Okay. How many of you are an expectation of something in 2015? Show of hands. Gave you the definition of try. To make an attempt to do something or subject to trial. You know, when Jesus was arrested, he was tried or put on trial. Trying, difficult or annoying, hard to endure. All right, Mike Ryan? I want to give us a few keys uh, that I think would help us stay on course. Where we'll have the mindset where we'll say, if I never get there or if I get there just for a few seconds, Micron was in arm's reach, right, and he got yanked back. You know, I'm committed to die trying. I'm not, I'm not giving in because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I want to show you a few encouraging videos, and this is Communion Sunday, and we're going through this Advent thing. So this is not a long message, but this is a, a, a teaching message. I'm, I'm all about uh, grabbing hold to your dreams and, and, and sticking the course to see it through. This first uh, video is a swim video. Uh, it's a swimmer. We're going to start it at 3 minutes and 51 seconds. We're going to pause it, though. And uh, let me give you a little, let me set the atmosphere quickly, if you would allow me. Uh, 
there's many times that we're saying that we're at a disadvantage. We're disadvantaged. The, 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 odds are, the cards are stacked against us. Well, here's a swimmer where uh, not only if this swimmer would have given up, would he have drowned? Uh, not only would, excuse me, would he have not lost, but he would also drown. So let's just watch this really quickly. Not much separating the swimmers there on the reaction off the starting blocks. Coming up in the lead though, in lane number five is Zheng from China. Interesting technique here, changing between a dolphin butterfly leg motion where they're undulating through the whole body and then stepping into a regular kick, an alternating kick with the left leg and right leg, there's a dolphin kick and a tight tuck around the wall, dolphin kicking again underwater but interesting technique there, stopping between a more modern motion here, the undulating dolphin motion, the fly kick fastest way to move in the water is underwater but of course these swimmers on the surface are only allowed to go to 15 meters and this race really hotting up now Semenenko, Jay, Zhang, they're inside the final 15 meters and this is where the medals are really going to be sought. Can the swimmers hold it together? Inside the final five, it's going to be Zhang for China. Jay takes the silver. Semenenko the bronze. 113.56. A new Paralympic record. A new world record. Smashes that off Plotinkov of Russia. A record set in the year 2004. And he just realised he'd have to wait for the official time though. But 113.56 is posted. Thank you, Jay. On the electronic scoreboard. Is that encouraging? Does that make you feel like you can actually stand up and do something? Accomplish anything? Does that give you hope? Here's a guy with no arms taking first and setting a new record. <laughs> setting a new record. I want to encourage you as I try to encourage myself and no matter what we're going through if we just stay the course God is with us. He wasn't trying to do his thing and look in the other lane. He wasn't trying to see was he ahead of everyone else or who was shortly right behind him. He kept pressing. A couple of keys. One of the ways that we can get the things that we're pursuing after is by having vision. You can't have lack of vision. Proverbs 29 and 18 says this, where there is no vision that the people perish. So we got to have vision. I'm just going to take us through a few checkpoints this morning. Another thing that we need to make sure, <clears throat> when you were born, God placed some giftings in you. If you're unaware of these giftings, uh, I'd like to challenge you to talk with some of the pastoral leaders where we can help find out how can we get you going and get you on track where you're pursuing after the thing that's really pursuing after you. And it's at the point when light is shined on the thing that you're trying to find. When you see the light, 
you start to walk towards it, and then it gets brighter and brighter, and then you ultimately land where you want to be. So we've got to stir up the gift. Second Timothy 1 and 6 says, this is, this is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when he laid his hands on you. So we've gift, we are gifted. Some of you may say, well, Lefty, I don't feel gifted. I don't feel like um, the, thing that, the things that I desire to do in my life, that I have the resources to do what it is that I desire to do. But you do. You have it. Because we know who holds all power, everything in his hand. Who is that? Who is it? Amen. Another thing that we have to do when we're pursuing after this thing, if we're going to say that I'm going to take this moment and I'm going to die trying, I don't care no matter what happens. I'm going to give birth to this thing. It's going to happen. You've got to write the vision. Habakkuk 2 and 2 says, And the Lord answered me, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run with it who reads it. A little further it tells you that though it tarry, wait for it, for it shall soon surely come to pass. So that already lets me know that even if I fail the first time, like Micron did, trying to his hardest to get to where he wants to be, that I got to wait for it. I have to be persistent. I have to keep trying. I told the people uh, in Massett, literally rough place, middle of like rough place. And I said, if at first you don't succeed, and these kids say, try, try again. So you got it. You got it. That seems to be one that everybody knows no matter where you go. <clears throat> Vision comes from revelation and revelation comes from God. I'll say that again. Vision comes from revelation and revelation comes from God. When you look up the word revelation, it's a surprising and previously unknown fact, especially one that is made known in a dramatic way. It's amazing. I ask you this question. Where were you in your life when you felt like you were stuck? And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit gave you revelation or gave you light or answer to the problem that you felt you were in. How quickly uh, were you able to change course and say, okay, now I've got revelation, now I'm going here so I can get going. Or did you keep saying, I got revelation, I got revelation, I got revelation, I got revelation, bumping into things and not turn the other way. It's the divine or supernatural disclosure to humans of something relating to human existence or, uh, or the world. One of the things that we can't do, and I, I, I get bad at it even at this point uh, in my life, sometimes when you really want to see something come to pass or you want something to happen for others who we love, and we're believing with them for something, might be a healing, might be a financial situation, we get discouraged. When you get discouraged while trying to pursue what God has for you, find the place in the word where it is written about you. You see, oftentimes we run to people to be replenished. We pick up the phone, we take our thoughts and our heart to social media and we air it there. We grab a best friend, we grab a family member. 
Find a place where it's written about you so you won't get discouraged. Because that's what Jesus did. I'll prove it. Jesus went to the temple and he found the place where it was written about him. And he began to declare what it said about him. And this is what he said. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery sight of the blind. To set the captive or the oppressed free. You see, Jesus had revelation from the word of God. You have to find that place in his word where it's written about you. If there's a struggle, you've been struggling with something. Might be decision making. Might be something that you've been trying to get away from you for a while. And it keeps swimming back to you or you keep turning going back to it. Get into the word. Find what God says about you. Speak light into your situation so the darkness can dwindle further and further and further away. I hope this is good for you guys. I apologize that it's not a a radical John the Baptist message this morning. But this is what I felt the Lord would have me to share today. In the word, find out what it says about who you are and what you're capable of doing. Because when you find that, you'll realize and see What he's saying about your dreams. He's for you and not against you. You're the head and not the tail. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging for bread. That's power. It's not just a book. It speaks and it runs extremely long. We have to tap into uh, and grab access. We have to access what God has given us and tap into it. The next thing is allow the revelation to cast vision for your life. So you feel like you've been on the wrong course. Suddenly the Lord gives us revelation to get us on the right course. And it comes a time where we get stuck. When Micron was going, going, he got stuck. But he had to have had some type of, of revelation to, well, actually, I was actually letting him go a little bit. But he had to, <laughs> I got to be honest, right? But he had to have had Just humor me for a second. He had to have had some type of a revelation to get close to the destination. Right? And in those moments you get discouraged. In fact, he even turned to me and said, well, I'm trying. I can't. (laughs) But he kept going. And he got his treat. And he ate it and he didn't even share it with Reg or Fred. (laughs) Talk about a team, huh? The amigos, huh? Shame on you. And while we're pursuing this thing, we cannot allow doubt to overtake us. Stop doubting. Doubting can steal your destiny. It can steal it. It can, rob, it can rob you blind and you won't even realize it. I've had so many coaches tell me along the way, uh, he's this, but he's not that. He's, mm, but he's not that. And I, I actually sent a text message to a few people last week, Friday, whatever. And I, I, call, I got this, I'm on this whole gladiator tip. Like, man, we gladiators, man. We don't, we don't, we don't know how to fail. We, we don't know how to fail. In fact, I sent a text message to Ethan about that. I said, man, and, and you may not get in right away, but wait your turn. And you be ready. So when, that, when your number's called, you're a gladiator. I'm ready. No matter how many minutes you give me, I'm not going to turn over the ball. I'm going to do the things. I, I sent it to Adam. You're a gladiator, dude. I found out Adam hit a, 
a, a buzzer beater this weekend, three wide open to win the <laughs> win, win, win the game for him. Like we gladiators. My brother was complaining because uh, his his minutes have gone down, and I was trying to explain to him that a coach finds a rhythm, and once they find a rhythm. You know, you want to stick with it, what's winning? So he went from playing 35 minutes to 27 minutes. But you're 8-1. and one. All right? You got to hang in there. Well, you had 12 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists. Those are good numbers. Stick the course. But we're gladiators. Gladiators don't know how to fail. We don't doubt. We don't hold doubt in our mind or in our heart. So doubting can steal your destiny. It can stop you from going to where you want to be. And the good news is... This is really good news. You ready? No, I promise you, this is good news. You're going to like this one. We don't get what we deserve. We get what we believe for. I don't know about you, but if the Lord ever gave me what I deserve, oh, my Lord. I like to consider myself righteous. I try to treat people the way I want to be treated, but I'm not perfect and I'm human. And because of that, things don't come out always the right way they're supposed to. And as a result of that, the things that I deserve sometimes should be worse than where I, if you know what I mean. But we get what we believe for. You may say, well, I've been believing God for a million dollars. Can you do that for me? He can give you a million dollar idea and place people around you to help you work towards where you're going. But to be honest with you, if we're trying to activate the kingdom which has access to excess, many things, once you realize what kingdom is and you start pursuing something to give birth to something, you realize that the financial part, the million dollars, is not really what you want access to. Everyone gets opportunities to step into blessings, but very few people get to live among the clusters. Go from favor to favor. Very few people get to access that. Don't talk bad about people and don't allow other people to talk to you in a negative way about other people. I know that's hard for some of us, and I'm probably the only one who that's hard for. But what happens is it takes you off course. And you're already trying your hardest to get the treat. You're already trying your hardest to push and push and push. And then when you allow other people into your airspace into your fly zone with some of this negative talk or some of these negative things or the murmurs or the side things about other people or about situations, it slows you down in the process and it causes you to bend, crunch, start holding, start backing up. And it was already a little bit rough hanging in there. But then when this starts to happen, it's like more weight comes down and now it takes even longer. Proverbs 13 and 3, just to back this up for you, says, He who guards his lips guards his life. It's the word of the Lord. He who guards his lips guards his life. I got some great advice from Dave. Want me to tell you? Give it to you for free. Great advice. Dave said to me, because I was complaining to him, about an email one time, and light will come to it as I say this. He said, you know what, Lefty? He said, I'm slow to respond to hit the reply. I let, you, remember, you remember sharing this with me? 
And I'm slow to, to, to hit the reply button. I'm, I'm very slow with that because you have time to let it murmur. You have time to you know, let it settle, think. And then I said, man, you know, I'm replying too quickly. But, you know, he helped me in such a way that was greater than email. Because it helps through conversation with people. It's the same, same thing. When you receive something, don't hit the reply right away. Just, you know, with people, phone conversations, face-to-face. So thank you. He helped me. Remember, Proverbs 13 and 3 says, He who guards his lips guards his life. One thing that none of us here does. Nobody here does this part, but I'll say it anyway. Don't stay up all night stressing and complaining about it. No, nobody does that, right? Okay. Oh, why haven't I gotten to where I'm trying to go? Why? And we're crying. And then we're up all night. And then we're tossing and we're turning. And then some of us who are married, we snatch and cover. We want more cover. And all of a sudden we're colder than we thought we were. <laughs> you know? Finding that comfort. I heard someone say, don't carry something you were designed to push. I heard somebody say that. Don't carry something you were designed to push. It's too heavy for you. Too heavy for you. If you knew the decision making that people in high places had to make, if they put all of that weight on you and said, here, here's here's my day. Here's what I got to do today. You wouldn't be able to carry it. Don't carry something you were designed to push. Don't be stressed out about this thing. You don't want to carry it. You want to give birth to it. And those little things that, that we recognize as pain are early labor signs. It should bring us uh, a sense of awareness that we're going to give birth to this thing in just a little while. So we don't want to carry it. We want to push it. Because when you carry it, you can't sleep. When we stress, the mind is numb, which causes a halt in being able to perceive and conceive revelation. So now you're numb. You can't hear from the Holy Spirit. I'll take it a step further. For some of you say, well, why are you so spiritual, Lefty? You can't hear great advice from anybody who would try to tell you anything. Your mind is numb to it. You're stressed out. You don't know which way to turn. You're giving light to what we should be giving dark to. Am I making sense? Oftentimes we think we're in trouble, but we're not in trouble. We're in transition. If this is not helping anybody else, this is going to help me. It's going to help me be a better youth pastor. It's going to help me be a better husband, a better father, a better son, a better friend, a better grandson. You're not in trouble. You're in transition. And when you feel pain trying to give birth to something or trying to get to the treat, what happens is you've just hit the OnStar button. Anybody ever had an OnStar button in the car? You know what the OnStar, you hit it? And then what happens is on the other end is, they say, how can we help you? OnStar, how can I help you? You hit that button and you're connecting. And when you're in transition, you've just activated a button that activates, that's connected to the kingdom of God, which calls upon our Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and says, something is wrong, I'm on my way. But we got to push. We got to push. Don't complain because you asked for the automobile. The automobile is where you want to go. 
or the destiny. You asked for it. You asked for the transportation. Quit focusing on the rod and focus on the destiny. Oftentimes the rod is boring. I'm sure coming back from Kamloops, it was all, it was boring. Mountains. And then on top of the, 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 the mountains, you're worried about what you're seeing on the sign where there's danger, it's getting worse, and you're just like, oh my God, are you serious? You must get the destiny on your mind because you're going to come through this thing in a minute. Do you believe it? Next point. We can't allow toxic poisons to enter our spirit. You cannot allow toxic poisons to enter into your spirit. Let me explain. Talking about the negative influence we allow into our heart, such as anger, hatred, bitterness, resentment. All of these things, because we add more weight that slows us down to what we're trying to give birth to or what we're trying to step into. You can spend, we can be like the, the, the children of Israel and spend uh, 40 years wandering to go a couple miles because we're carrying things from what we've been through, whether it be in our past families, in our marriage, uh, in our church home, on a job. And so it slows us down from going where God would have us to be. Hope this is helping somebody. Proverbs 4 and 23 says, above all else, guard your heart. So we talked about guarding your lips. Guard your heart in this process. Because it affects everything that we do. Guard your lips, guard your heart. How do I guard my heart, Lefty? We just talked about it. You're someone who gets angry angry very easily. We need to take that to the Lord in prayer. Father, help me with this. Father, forgive me because I, I, I get uh, angry, angry very easily. Forgive me because right now I'm bitter about this situation. I don't understand what took place in my life along this journey, along this road, along the way to what you have for me to do in the kingdom. But I'm really upset right now because I don't understand why you allowed this to happen. So right now in the moment I'm bitter, I'm angry. We got to have that heart of forgiveness, that heart of repentance. Guard your heart. Guard your lips. One other point I want to make, and I'm almost coming to a close. I'm almost wrapping this thing up. You want to awaken your heart and your spirit. We talked about guarding our lips. We talked about guarding our heart. Now we want to awaken our heart. We want to awaken our spirit. How do we do that? We must learn that we've been picked out to be put in the shuttle, to be taken where not many get to go. Each and every one of you have been called by name. And you may not remember, but he said, I knew you before I placed you in your mother's womb. Plans to grow you, to prosper you, to take you in the direction that will ultimately enhance the kingdom this way and this way. Amen? Amen. Not many people get to go there. There's a lot of people in the graveyard who didn't get a chance to get close to where they wanted to be. One of the ways we do that is we guard our lips, we guard our heart, we awaken our heart and our spirit. And just be open to change. Be open to, okay, I know I want to get here, but 
I have the passion for this, but I lack this. Okay, I think Fred has this, so I got to talk with Fred. Fred, I know you don't have the passion for it, but if I can just walk alongside you for a couple of months, couple of weeks, I know I can get some info that I need that can get me on course. So as opposed to what takes me, Bill, can you stand there for me real fast? What would take me uh, 10 years to get halfway by me being open to change and being open to saying, okay, it's a little bit different. I really don't understand it, but he knows what he's doing. I walk alongside Fred. Now he speeds me up the process, and I get there in about five or three. Now, along the way, there's still some weight, some stress, and some other things. And I'm not guarding my lips, my heart, whatever. And I get knocked back a little bit, and I'm still trying. But I'm still further than where I would have been if I wouldn't, if I wouldn't have been open to change. We've been picked out to be put in a shuttle, to be taken where not many people go because they give up. We're not going to give up. We're not going to give in. We're going to push. Somebody say push. Come on, that's not everybody. Now, if you're not saying it because you don't believe it, that's okay. But I'm trying to empower you today. I'm not trying to tickle your emotions. In fact, I don't even like being tickled. My kids will tell you that. And I'm not Elmo. Too big and I'm not red. You got to push. You'll come through this thing in a minute, I promise you. I want to show you, well, I'll talk about this as you queue up this video. Don't play it for me. The month of December, actually, let's watch this video first. It's not something. It's not something. You can do all things through Christ which strengthen you. I don't know how you came in here today. I don't know how you felt when you got out of bed this morning. I don't know what your life has been like this month or this year. But I'm here standing here today to let you know. Just as you saw in that video, it's not about the fall, it's about the rise. You can get to the destiny. Just like the swimmer with no arms. Not only did he win, but he set a record. Not only did she fall, not only was it embarrassing, not only did she probably have a couple of scrapes and bruises, she got up, she didn't give, have pity on herself, she kept running the course. And that's what he asked us to do. He wants us to run. Run the course. It's not in the fall, it's in the rise. Jesus proved that when he stretched his arms and died. He didn't even know what he was talking about. Okay, I'll, I'll rebuild. I'll rebuild it in a few days. Talking about the temple. He got up and he let his disciples know, here I am. It's okay. Touch it. Feel it. Yeah, I fell. But it's about to rise. I'm back up. They tried to persecute me. They thought they could whip me all night long. They thought a grave can contain me. But I did something for you guys. Let me explain something quickly as Dave comes <coughs> to get us ready for communion. The month of December is a very important month. And I ask that you just open your heart and your ears as I explain this last portion before Dave uh, ushers us into communion. The month of December is extremely important. Yes, we celebrate it as uh, the month being Jesus' birthday. Some may argue and say, well, if you look into the Jewish calendar, it's not really the beginning, the end of the year because the beginning of the year is in September or whatever. Our calendar that we celebrate in this world, January to December. The December 
is the last month of the year. I believe there are some people here today that God has put some things on your heart. He's given you revelation to some things that you were meant to do this year. Because of fear or whatever reason you felt, you were at a disadvantage. So you decided not to follow through. I believe there are also some people here today who no longer live in fear. You're ready for Jesus to use you, even the coming year of 2015, just as he's using the team in India, the team here in Port Alberni. You have decided that you're ready for Christ to use you. And if if that's you, I'm going to ask for you to just stand to your feet for me. One of the things that I learned so much about this church family it's not only that we're on a journey of a lifetime, not only that we, we, we are a group of people who allow us to make mistakes and, and, and get back on track. We're hospitable, we're generous, among other things. But I believe we're committed people who are committed to actually seeing things through. And like Micron, we're committed to getting the treat. But I want to tell you, that treat is far greater than the Boston Cream Donut. But the scripture says that he's sweeter than a honeycomb. So it is sweet. But there's thing, three things I want to share with you. I want to read a scripture and I want to pray. Time. God is all about time. He's all about time. And I don't have time to talk about numbers and different things like that. But he's about time. He's about seasons. And you know that by the different seasons that we enter in. Right now we wish that our rain season would go away. He's about time, he's about seasons, but he's also about alignment. He's about aligning things up and getting it just right so we can push and give birth to things. And let me tell you something about time, season, and alignment. It equals purpose. There's purpose in each and every one of us. And as you stand in agreement with what I've asked you to stand with, touch someone next to you. Let's touch and agree on this prayer. Scripture Romans 8 and 28 says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are those who are called according to his purpose. I want everyone who's linked up with someone to yell, push. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for everyone that is standing here today. Thank you for the ones that are sitting. Because when you found Gideon, he was hidden in a wine press. He had no clue what he was able to <laughs> To do. I thank you for all of these people here. These are your people. And Father, I thank you for allowing us to have supernatural strength to push, to get to the place where you've called us to be. We can enhance the kingdom. We can all be fulfilled and live fulfilled lives, calling us into our destiny, calling us into where you would have us to be. Thank you for your son, Jesus who showed us that it's not in the fall, but it's in the rise. And I thank you because as we get ready for communion and we begin to prepare our hearts and our minds to all that you have for us, not just in the end of this year, but as we get ready for the start of a new year. We give you glory and honor this day and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen.